yeah what is going on everybody better late than never game that tune is back in the house once again with that august absurdity shit it's your boy john harrington here we got david fleming say hey hey and we've got a couple of fantastic competitors tonight. I'm going to let them say hey real quick, and then I'll let them just take over and cut promos all over each other. we got the man, the myth, the uh, the John Deucer himself, John Regan. Say hey. Hey, this is John Regan. I'm excited tonight to go up against Jesse. We're going to see uh, who the real Sega legend is. I'm going to uh, issue a challenge to Jesse right now. Whoever wins tonight gets the Sega legend Twitter handle. Oh, oh man. man, we should have established stakes last weekend or last week. Why didn't we do that, Medium man? Rare. Son of a bitch. Uh, and you know, we got uh, on the other side. We got uh, the man, the myth, the Sega underscore legend, uh, Jesse Moore himself. Jesse, say hey. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I fear no man, no beast, no evil, brother. And I'm gonna tell you something, dude. And all the little Jesse maniacs are running wild, you know. I, I'm sorry, John. I'm just, you know, it's going to be rough out there for you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I, I like Jesse maniacs. We're going to have to make Jesse mania a thing. Uh, maybe that's what's at stake. Like, I mean, uh, look, if Jesse wins this, August. Johnny, with his Mickey Mouse tattoos and his 33-pound <laughs> head. I mean, come on. I mean, he's big. <sighs> He's hairy and he smells like rotten testicles. I mean, come on. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm just quoting Muffler. Johnny, man. Oh. Yeah, you got you got to return fire on this. You got to give Jesse some of that sweet chin music. What do you what do you say to all this? Oh, God, I'm really not good at confrontation to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I know Game that's so one. funny. I love it. <laughs> Oh shit! See, I love anyway, the idea that uh, August absurdity has turned into like he smells like testicles. He's going down, <laughs> Johnny. What do you got to say? Well, you know, we're all entitled to our opinions. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, my problem uh, happens to be glandular. Uh, so, anywho, this is game that tune August absurdity. It's our head-to-head -head, uh, tournament for the month of August. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got uh, five fantastic games selected by uh, David and myself because we completed our round last week. And so now it's uh, it's head-to-head -head action between Johnny and Jesse to see who's going to head to the finals for a chance at that August Absurdity crown. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's I think it's going to be a lot of fun. These guys are uh, skilled, and they've got uh, interesting, uh, interesting wheelhouses, which I think David and I have uh, either actively ignored or tried to play directly into. So we'll just have to start listening to the music to find out. So uh, Johnny, why don't, you, why don't you hit the start button on game one? Game one.
yeah. So, um, amongst the criticisms of this game, uh, people uh, uh, discussed the gratuitous appearances of a certain character, incorrect physics, and a rumble feature that was a waste of a AAA battery. So it's uh, game one of your August absurdity round one. Uh, what are you What are you guys thinking on this one? Oh man, Johnny's got his answer up. He's feeling confident. Jesse's still writing. Oh, I got nothing. Oh, I saw Jesse's his answer got... before I w started writing, and <laughs> it, it would have been wrong of me. <laughs> it's all right, because <laughs> uh, man. Johnny is jumping out to an early lead. It's Pokemon Pinball. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, man, oh man. Uh, Johnny, did you, uh, can't remember, did you play Pokemon Pinball? I never actually did. Really? I just remember there being a rumble feature in that required a AAA battery. And then yes, that last, uh, that last music had the, oh. uh, some music from pin Pokemon, like, within it. Yes. That was, uh, yeah, uh, that was my little, uh, just sprinkle a little Pokemon music in there. That, you know, I believe that last music has the bike riding theme. And, uh, so you, you hear it, and you think Pokemon, and you think moving faster than walking. So, uh, yeah, man, Pokemon Pinball is pretty fucking fun. Uh, David, did you play this one? You're the handheld guy. Um, I actually, I never played Pokemon Pinball. Um, back on the original Game Boy, I was strictly... Pokemon. I never played Pokemon <laughs> Pinball. I never played the Pokemon card game. I remember it being very weird that there was a Pokemon card game video game. Oh yeah, that, um, that seemed like some kind of you know really uh, I don't know shyster move there. Like I'm not I'm not paying you like for a video game of the card game. I'll just buy the cards and play the card game. Like, <laughs> but I remember thinking like Pokemon Pinball. What? And then like looking at the back of the box at the screenshots and everything is like wait you mean you have to like knock the ball into Pokemon to catch them and like you go to various tables based on like Mount Moon and shit like hold up yes, maybe this yes, is better do. than I thought but I <laughs> yeah, never man. actually played it 
it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, it's just super cute, pretty basic pinball stuff. I mean, obviously the Game Boy screen is not big enough to fit an entire pinball table on, so it's like that kind of pinball where if you hit it up to one thing and changes to a different screen, you bat it around there and stuff like that. So, uh, and I mean, seriously, Pokemon pinball makes sense. Pokeball, pinball. I mean, like that's that's the main feature that you know, starts it off. I guarantee you that was like how they were brainstorming. It's like, all right, what else can we do with these uh, with these Pokemon? I don't know. We could make another one and make like 500 more monsters or something. No, no, no. We need something quicker than that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what? How can we reuse these assets? Uh, well, the balls. Bingo, pinball baby, slap it in there. But uh, no, it's actually really fun, and I, I remember this game because this was the first game that I ever like uh, downloaded a Game Boy emulator for, and I played the shit out of this. Like, it's been a good, you know, 19 years, but man, I played the shit out of this back when I, you know, realized I could actually download this and play it in working form, just like on my computer at home, and I didn't feel like I was really missing out because who needs the rumble? And it's a pinball game, so all I need is two keys. <laughs> like, was... I mean, I'm, I'm slightly confused, because I thought you might have said the word emulator, but I, I believe you meant when you legally purchased and downloaded this game. You know, oh, yes. Through completely uh, yeah. legal means. I do not want this podcast to be taken down by Nintendo. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Purchased through ex- you know perfectly legal means and played on my Game Boy Color. Uh, play it loud. Um, <laughs> definitely... <laughs> Definitely play it on a Game Boy Color. Um, but yeah, no, this game is really fun, man. It's just simple pinball stuff. And yeah, like you said, you gotta, you gotta, it's literally, you gotta catch them all. Like, there's a Pokedex that keeps your progress. So, like, I was, it's like, man, when's the last time that a pinball game incentivized you to play more, aside from just, like, wanting to get the high score? Like, high scores are fine, but, like, this one, it's like, no, you got, like, a 1 in 16 chance of, like, a rare Pokemon showing up on your board. You got to do certain things to catch them, and you got to fill out your Pokedex. I'm like, you know, that's actually a really fun, like, thing to add to a fucking pinball game. (laughs) So... Yeah, I never did catch them all. Uh, the fucking the way that you like catch things in this is fucking crazy. I don't remember any of the real specific ones. Uh, like, but you know, it would open up like a little thing where the ball could drop in. You'd go to like a room with like Haunter or Ghastly or Gengar. There was like a little mini game with like Diglets and Dug Trios, I think, where you're like whack a moling them with the pinball. Uh, but like Mew apparently is you know get this extremely hard to catch. Uh, no. Yeah, Mew? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was reading about it today, and it said something like, you know, the, you, there's n- no way that you'll be able to catch it just like, you know, through regular play of the game. you got to get to, like, the Indigo Plateau board, complete a special thing to make it appear, and then you have to hit it something like a thousand times with, like, you got to complete, like, a thousand hits on it because you got to hit, like, lights to light up the word catch something like a hundred times and it's like four lights to light up the word catch and then you gotta fucking hit me with the ball and it's gotta be like the master ball or whatever I'm like this is uh, this is crazy like I can't imagine anybody getting this good at any pinball game but I guess I mean there are pinball crazies out there right like maybe not for Pokemon pinball but (laughs) I think they're called pinball wizards when they're really into pinball no, no, I think the word was pinball crazies. <laughs> like, who would be that into pinball? <laughs> um, well, that's the thing, like, you know, pinball, oh, yeah, uh, 
old people like us, like, oh yeah, pinball, there's always like pinball machines and everything, but like, if you look at digital pinball games, there is a shocking amount of them. Like, yeah. people go nuts for playing video game versions of pinball. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, this game does things that would not be easily replicated on an actual pinball table, like having rooms and 151 Pokemon to catch. But I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, you know, I know Nintendo doesn't want to get into, like, arcade amusements anymore, but, like, pinball with Pokemon would be pretty fucking fun. Like, I would gravitate towards that immediately upon walking into, like, my local barcade. Like, if I heard Pikachu's voice calling out to me, it's like, what the hell was that? And then it was a pinball machine? You know I'd give it at least 25 cents. Like, hell, I might even give it 50 cents. <laughs> God, could you imagine if they made, like, an actual Pokemon pinball arcade machine and, like, along the side of it was just bands of tall grass? So you had uh... to, like, look through the tall grass to see the actual machine where you would play to catch the Pokemon? See? I love that. That's a beautiful touch. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, you know, seriously, I, I haven't, I don't know what a modern pinball constitutes these, like, modern pinball machine does these days, but I imagine you could make a really nice one now. And actually, now that I say it, I'm, I should probably stop talking about it. I'm going to give Nintendo a great idea. They're going to collaborate with, like, fucking Konami, and suddenly Pokemon's going to become uh, Pachinko machines. And we don't want that. <laughs> uh, okay, Arcade amusements are fun, but let's just, uh, actually, now that I think about it, let's just steer away from that. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, it's a fun game, man. And I f I figured that you guys were Pokemon players back in the day, uh, both Game Boy owners, right? Please tell me I wasn't severely misguided yeah. on this. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Okay, good. I tried to pick something fair that you guys would probably have played, uh, and Pokemon Pinball seemed like a safe bet. Also, fun fact in researching this, this is one of the ten best-selling Game Boy games of all time. Really? Wow. I'm not surprised at all. That's because pretty, it has I mean, Pokemon in the title. Yeah, and it rumbles. <laughs> they were really after that rumble feature, I guess. Like, it is kind of funny that it's. It seems like one of the least essential things that ever got a rumble feature. Like, what? How, how much does a pinball machine rumble? Well, it rumbles when you hit it, like, and nudge it. And <laughs> so, what does the what does the Game Boy do when you do this? Like, do you nudge your Game Boy a little bit and it rumbles? No, it, you, there's a button you can hit that does tilt things to the Pokemon pinball thing, which also rumbles your thing. Like, it's, uh, it's not the best rumble feature, quite frankly. <laughs> like, they that was just add I really did appreciate button. about um, Metroid Prime Pinball was it came with a rumble pack. So, like, as you played it, your DS would rumble. And if you swiped your finger on the bottom screen, you could get the machine to, like, shake and tilt. Yeah. I love that that's also something that everybody has to program into their pinball game. There has to be a way to break the machine by hitting the wrong buttons. Like, yeah, you gotta go for that authentic pinball experience that so many people do these days. Like, everybody beats up a fucking real pinball machine, right? They'll want to be able to do that in a, in a game. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I have a question. Uh, I've been wondering this for a minute now. Of the top ten best-selling Game Boy games, how many of them are Pokemon? Ooh. I would question. three. I'm gonna guess seven. I was okay. Hold five. on, I had this. Uh, best-selling Game Boy games. No, because I'm. And I mean, I'm going just basically off the top of my head. I'd imagine Super Mario Land is number one. Uh, I'd say no, Pokemon not Tetris? Pinball and Pokemon. <laughs> oh yeah, catch. Okay, so it's got to be the list has got to be somewhere on there. Super Mario Land, Tetris. Uh, Pokemon Pinball, I would say probably Pokemon Gold and Silver. 
Pokemon Red and Blue. Link's Awakening, Mario Land 2, maybe? Uh, really? I can't, I can't keep doing hand signs. Uh, you know, yeah, so it's Tetris, Pokemon Red and Blue, Pokemon Gold and Silver, Super Mario Land, Pokemon Yellow, uh, Super Mario Land 2, Pokemon Crystal, Dr. Mario, Pokemon Pinball, and the surprise number 10, Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3. So half of the, that list was Pokemon games, if I'm doing my math right, 5 out of 10? Yes, but that's I mean amazing. that's the thing. It's it's Pokemon Red and Blue, and then Yellow, and then it's yeah. Pokemon Gold and Silver, and then Crystal. Yeah. So I mean it's yeah, you know, but mm. still I I'd say that actually pushes Pokemon Pinball like well up the list. If you absorb those into each other, Pokemon Pinball becomes like the sixth best selling game on the Game Boy. Like so you know it's uh it was a hit. And <laughs> How it was that Wario Land beat out Link's Awakening. Yes, uh, and I, actually, Link's Awakening was beaten out by what other games? Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, I'm kind of amazed that Wario Land beat out the entire Kirby series. Yep. Oh you know, shit, he, it did. That's kind of good. Yeah, this is a great discussion of Game Boy sales figures. I'm so glad that we got into this. Uh, it may or may not have been the lightning round I had planned for the end of the game, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, we'll just see when we get there. So, uh, we've actually got somebody with a lead right now. So, Johnny has taken off, and we might not even need a lightning round. So, uh, Pokemon Pinball is dope, and I think we have to move on to game two. Game one. Up. Game <laughs> two. I can't.
Alright, so, the main character of this series was replaced in this game with a secondary character. This was done because the publisher was afraid that this game would be a flop, and they didn't want the, to give the main character top billing in a game they were afraid would fail, and thus damage the brand image of the series. Got some guesses or answers. Oh, yeah, I was gonna oh. Say. gotta ask the right questions there, David. Uh, all right, so Jesse Moore says Tails, which is sadly incorrect. John Regan has the correct answer. This is motherfucking Knuckles Chaotix. Wow. I'm not sure why it's motherfucking Knuckles Chaotix. <laughs> David will have to explain that. But uh Well, because this is such a like an obscure pick for the show. Like, it's about damn time we got a 32X game on Game That Tune. Yeah, is this a Game That Tune first? <laughs> I think <laughs> it is. Oh I don't think we've God. ever had a 32X game on the show. I don't know if we ever will is, again. Uh, is there any other 32X game aside from Knuckles Chaotix? Uh Doom. <laughs> hey, he's right. Uh, okay, so Johnny, uh, explain to us what a 32X is. Alright, so a 32X is a doodad that you plugged into your Sega Genesis cartridge port. and That's right, folks, a doodad. And it, enabled, it was an add-on to add 32-bit capabilities to the Sega Genesis. It was a way to try to give the Sega Genesis a little bit more life. Um, it, and, and, and basically... I think Sega of America made the 32X while Sega of Japan was working on the Saturn. Uh, basically, this is at peak, like, two Segas not talking to each other kind of thing. And so the 32X had a very short shelf life. I think it was only on the shelves for a few months before the Saturn came out unexpectedly. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually doing research about this and researching the Sega Saturn. And 
The Sega Saturn, if I'm not mistaken, was the Sega console where they decided to, like, announce it at E3 and then said, it's available now? Yes. And caught everyone by surprise and thought, like, oh, this will be a great marketing stunt. But then people went out to the stores and nobody had it stocked because they didn't know it was coming out. Um, so this is when Sega, like, burned every bridge that they had because... From what I'm to understand, developers were very upset because they were essentially given two platforms and then said, pick one to develop for. And nobody was quite sure, like, which one Sega was going to support. So it's like, well, if the Saturn <laughs> is the new console, why would we make games for the 32X? And then, like, well, if we have all this development hardware for the Genesis, why would we switch over to the Saturn? Like... It was very yeah. difficult to get games made for the two consoles. And the 32X was a beast, so you may have plugged into your cartridge slot. It required its own power adapter, <laughs> and you had you had to run a cable from your Sega Genesis video output into the 32X, and then a cable from the 32X actually into your TV. So, like, kind of... Because it basically... The Sega Genesis, I think, was still used for processing backgrounds, and then the 32X just put took the actual background video from the Genesis and put other stuff on top of it. Um, and you could combine this with the Sega CD. There were a handful of Sega CD 32X games. And keep in mind that the Sega CD also acquired its own power adapter, so you could have this beast of a console with three power adapters running into it. I was it's say, almost I have seen like pictures. they sucked at this. <laughs> I have seen pictures of people connecting the 32X and the Sega CD. And if you imagine, like, a Genesis, which is not a small console, like, it's fairly wide, and then you add an extra third to it on the side, and then you add an extra third to it on top, that's <laughs> basically what this looks like. So it takes up your entire entertainment system. And uh, the three the plugs. Yeah, let's not forget that those plugs were also those big, giant, boxy ones. So, like, you had to have a lot of uh, space between your socket. Sega wound up selling a specialized power strip just for this that had uh, <laughs> wider spaces in between the plugs on it. And and yeah, and David just described the scrub mode 32X uh, CD combo because that, he was describing the Model 2 Sega CD which went to the side of your Genesis. The Model 1 CD sat underneath of it and was as wide as the Genesis. And so that is like the biggest thing you can put together is the Model 1 Genesis, which is the widest, on top of the Model 1 Sega CD, also the widest. And then 32X <laughs> coming out on top, nice just in the middle, and it's, oh, it's so tall. Okay, enough. So, this game. Oh, yeah. What, what, what are Knuckles Chaotix? So, Knuckles Chaotix is you <laughs> and a partner run around with... Uh, you have a like magical bond between you that's kind of like a almost like a, a rubber band kind of physics. So you run around and you can like do things like grab the partner and throw them up onto cliffs, and then you can they can kind of like swing you up via the rubber band physics. Um, you can have them hold in place while you run ahead and build a speed. You know they release, choop, off you go, and it's just all around a really difficult, weird game to play. Because uh, it doesn't feel like... In normal Sonic games, you run until you hit an obstacle or something. In this game, you run until your partner decides, like, oh, I'm just going to stop for no reason and fuck <laughs> you up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was... Because um, surprisingly, I have not played Knuckles Chaotix. Um, 
but I was like researching about this game and looking at it, it's like, oh, you know, you're, you play as Knuckles instead of Sonic and you have a partner. It's like, oh, that's cool. It's like Sonic 2 or Sonic and Knuckles and everything. And then I read about like how there's this bond between the two characters and like you have to protect the computer controlled character throughout everything. It's like, well, wait a minute, that doesn't seem fun at all. It's like, yeah. So you can get to a point where if the other character is just off in the distance, you can't progress. Like you have to follow this computer controlled character. Ugh. And it kind of made it seem like, and again, I haven't played the game. I can't say for sure, but it, it really sounds like it's a Sonic game. That's an escort mission the entire game. That sounds like which a is fucking the worst nightmare. possible idea. <laughs> yeah, now this did introduce such classic characters to the series as Vector Crocodile and Charmy B. Yeah, I was gonna and say next, John. You have to tell us about the characters you love so well that Knuckles Chaotix. It's an August oh. absurdity throwback. We oh, need Espio the fucking chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about him? Or I, hate her. That guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but fuck Espio. Well, I think, if I recall correctly, the reason you hate Espio so much is because there was a lightning round about characters in, like, a Mario and Sonic at the Olympics game, and you couldn't grasp the fact that there was a chameleon in the Sonic lore. Yeah, or just that anybody would remember him and put them into a future Sonic game. Like, would Espio the chameleon wouldn't be in uh, anything, right? Yeah, I can grasp the concept of a chameleon in Sonic lore. I can't grasp the concept of anybody reaching that far back into Sonic lore for a character. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) I remember actually... It was the the first Mario and Sonic at the Olympics game, um, because it had Vector the Crocodile as, like, a heavyweight character on the Sonic side, and, like, every single review for that game that I read made a point to talk about Vector the Crocodile and say, like, this is a goddamn deep pull. Like, props (laughs) to Sega, because fuck. Uh, Yeah, no, you know, I love it. The thing I can't conceive of is that, like, why couldn't they diversify the looks of these characters? Like, why does Charmy B just look like Sonic, but with, like, a different nose and, like, B stripes? Like, why do all the characters look almost exactly the same? Like, I just... I, that's the thing I'm having trouble with. Like, these, the characters creep me out. They all look like Sonic with somebody else's skin pulled over them. And <laughs> it's just weird to me. <laughs> like, SBO's just purple Sonic with, like, a little horn. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> M- Mighty, the armadillo, is just Sonic but red. <laughs> yes, and with little ears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that, well, the, uh, thing that, the thing that kills me about Mighty is because originally Sonic was supposed to be an armadillo. Like, as they were drafting up character concepts, they thought, like, we should have a character who can curl into a ball. Armadillos curl into balls. And then someone said, well, yeah, hedgehogs do, too. All right, let's make a hedgehog. Like, Mighty the Armadillo is literally Sonic version one. Yeah, I yeah, and I just don't know why they think that's what an armadillo looks like. Like... Do they have armadillos in Japan? We have them all over Florida. They don't look like Mighty at all. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get Have you ever it. seen an actual hedgehog, John? Because they don't look like Sonic. Yeah, but they're, they're, Sonic looks closer to a real hedgehog, in my estimation, than Mighty does to a real armadillo. <laughs> like, Knuckles looks nothing like a real Kidna. <laughs> no, no, he does not. That's true, yeah. <laughs> But, so, yeah, so this game, like, 
it, the, it's it's so weird. It's it, the levels are like huge and very vertical. You know, most Sonic games, the levels are way more horizontal than they are vertical. Mm. Like there's a lot of having to move up that you got to do. And Sucks. I think if I remember, if I remember this right, you don't get to choose the order you play the levels in, and they're not in a set order. It's like a random order. Uh, and they're all kind of like the same. There's nothing you know, like I don't remember any levels having a gimmick. I was like, oh yeah, I love this level. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, this is the one that looks like a, you know, whatever. This oh, this is the one. Where, <laughs> this is one where you have to roll up. Oh wait, I did yeah. that already. <laughs> no, 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 roll up, well, I, stupid. <laughs> well, I do remember reading that apparently there's only six levels in this game, Ugh. where like. I didn't play a ton of Sonic, but I recall there being, like, a good amount of stages, and in this one there's, you know, six, and that's well, it. it. it's six levels. I think each does have, like, two or three acts or whatever. Um, well, but even still, I remember, like, Sonic 2 having nine, ten stages with multiple acts. Yeah. I don't know, man. Sounds like this game was a fucking mess, quite frankly. I'm dying to hear Jesse's thoughts no, about it. No, not on the 32X. <laughs> I'm dying to hear Jesse with a drop-in for his Knuckles Chaotix hot take. I feel like... This game... <laughs> Knuckles Chaotix. I feel like it's one of those games that, uh... I never played because... Who the fuck had a 32X? It's <laughs> a fair question. <laughs> Johnny hit the hot take button, that's what it was. <laughs> hot take. Uh, that's actually the 100% correct take. Like, seriously, what were they thinking, man? I, It's crazy that Sega thought they were handling their business in the mid-90s, because they were fucking up. Like, I can't believe they even managed to, like, crank out the Dreamcast eventually. And then it died, too. So, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what they were doing as a company back then. I was just about to say, like, looking at everything with the Saturn and the 32X and all the business practices, like, why did the Dreamcast fail? <laughs> Who wouldn't want to work with them? I mean, it's impressive that it even started, because, like, quite frankly, the Saturn would have been the fucking final nail in most companies' coffins, and especially thing? following up the CD 32X, all this crazy shit, like, and no. So, you know, Sega, they're, uh, they're resilient, I guess would be the word, uh, until they weren't. So, <laughs> um, anywho, uh, John or David, anything else on Knuckles Chaotix? Uh, just fucking absurd choice. I'm so pissed because I was just looking up a list of the Knuckles Chaotix bosses, and yeah. one of them is very similar to one of the Metal Sonic bosses in Sonic Media. I mean, there's a reference I did not get in that game. God damn Okay, it. yeah, you oh, should shit. be pissed at yourself. <laughs> oh. What were you thinking? Uh, anyway, uh, I say it's time for Game 3. Game 
Alright, so, in the Japanese version of this game, one of the characters has a victory pose in which he smokes a cigar. This was censored in other releases of the game and changed to a victory pose where the character poses with a parrot on their shoulder. Who got some guesses? I got a guess. Alright, John and Jesse are ready. John, have you got your guess? Oh yes, yes I do. <laughs> so... <laughs> what? <clears throat> Alright, so Jesse says Super Mario RPG, which is sadly incorrect. John Regan says Shantae versus the Marlboro Man. I love it. Which is incorrect. No. <laughs> God, damn, I wish. Uh, the answer, Flavor Country. <laughs> oh, I played the fuck out of that game. Cigarette um, theme, <laughs> <laughs> The correct answer, this is Skies of Arcadia for the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, shit. <sighs> Man. Oh, good. You know, that one of those songs sounded so familiar and I couldn't place it. Could you place it up in the sky? In the skies of Arcadia? Now, now I do. Yeah. I really just, you know, can we talk for a while about smoking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quite it, frankly. It makes you look really cool. Yeah. You're right, man. It worked for skies of Arcadia, did it not? <laughs> See, now I'm just, and I mean, this is a reference that nobody on the show is going to get. But now I'm just imagining Shantae whipping her hair against the scarecrow enemies in, like, tobacco fields. Yeah. And I want to play this game. I'm so into it. A Shantae game that teaches you about production of cigarettes. <laughs> One of the dungeons is in, like, a giant manufacturing plant. Yes. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> so I think that you guys have actually played Skies of Arcadia, right? Someone? I have not. I have. 
Okay, thank goodness. So, you know, Jesse, your time to shine, man. Talk with David about Skies of Arcadia, because uh, all I know this from is Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, it's a, a basically an RPG, and you live on these floating islands that are in the sky, and you're a sky pirate, so there are airship battles, like, that are really awesome. Um... You have an eye patch, which is cool. Uh, the main characters, uh, Vice and oh, I forget her name, but they also appear as cameos in Valkyria Chronicles on PlayStation 3, which is funny. Uh, that's. But yeah, Skies of Arcadia, you know, I don't remember a whole lot of the plot and stuff, but I do remember there was interaction with the, you know, the memory cards with the v- VMUs on them. You could have little airship battles on your little memory cards, which was pretty what? awesome. And, um, yeah, the Dreamcast had some really cool ideas. Strange. And, but unfortunately, it. they were, you know, like we established earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Not well received. Yeah, I never got the... Misunderstood in their time. I never, I never got the chance to play this on Dreamcast. I did get the GameCube, like, enhanced port version. And I, I, never, I didn't beat it, because it's an RPG, so it's a long-ass game. But I did get a pretty good, decent, like, length into it. And I was playing, I was like, this isn't really... Why didn't this take off on the Dreamcast? This is really good. And apparently, like, one of the major changes from Dreamcast to GameCube, aside from, like, slight graphical tweaks and everything, is they scaled back the number of random encounters. Ugh. Which I didn't realize, well, because I looked up footage of, like, a Let's Play of the Dreamcast original. The random encounters in that game are insane. I do like, remember that now. Yeah, that was Three ridiculous. steps and a random encounter. Like, okay, they yeah. They are very frequent. I withdraw my... Ugh. Because, uh, yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> uh, the whole game yeah. is just, like, the Mount Moon cave. <laughs> Fucking just, Basically, yeah. 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 God help um, us! <laughs> I remember, I remember playing this game. Well, I remember being interested in this game because um, there was like, oh yeah, it's a GameCube remake of this classic Dreamcast game that everybody really loves. Like, oh, what's it about? Like, it's an RPG. Like, okay, what's it about? Like, it's about a bunch of air pirates in airships flying around having battles. Like, well, that's right up my alley. Yeah, and um, it has smoking. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I remember. I think the point where I got frustrated and stopped was there's like a it's an ice dungeon or like a water dungeon and even on the GameCube the random encounters got to be a bit much and then I remember getting to the boss and I couldn't beat the boss because the boss is basically like a giant damage sponge (laughs) and it can heal itself so you sit there and like whittle away at its health, you get it down to like half health, like, alright, I'm making progress and then it casts this spell and suddenly it's back to full health. Like, well, I'm glad that the last 30 minutes were a complete waste of my time. Yeah, so is it, was it an actual sponge you were fighting? 
No, I forget. I want to say it's a dragon or like a maybe a turtle. Mm. I remember it being like a giant reptilian monster, but it just, you could not kill that damn thing. Nice. And it was the most frustrating thing. I encountered- and after that, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. Just to bring that into the you know, modern times, I've encountered that a couple of times in Octopath Traver- Traveler recently, and it's made me take a break from the game because I keep on going to bed thinking, I'll just complete this boss fight and then fall asleep. And it takes like... 45 fucking minutes to do a turn-based battle with one fucking character. It's like, okay, am I at the wrong level, or am I... I know I'm not playing the game wrong, but this boss is unbeatable. And then eventually I beat it and I fall asleep and I have a bad day the next day because I didn't get any sleep. But like, yeah, long-ass RPG bosses, man, they... Ooh, they that can really wear thin a game for me in a hurry. Uh, so, I get it, David. Um, but this game seems so cool, man. Air pirates and shit. Like, this really should be more of a series than it is. Is this the only game in this besides, like, the game and then the remake? Like, It is. They were ugh. allegedly working on a sequel and then scrapped it for the remake. And then the remake, I guess, didn't sell as well as they were hoping. So they just kind of scrapped the plan. Huge mistake. But yeah, I remember, like, your main character, Vice, uses a giant cutlass and then um, the female, one of the female characters in your party, I can't remember her name, uses like a gigantic novelty-sized boomerang as oh, her yeah. weapon, which I remember was a lot of fun. That's sweet. And it was just like, I mean, every JRPG has its own style and its own like uniqueness, but this game kind of really stood out. And Air Pirates. Who doesn't love Air Pirates? Yeah, there's not many games that are... Kind of like that. Like, maybe Grandia 3 is kind of close to that, but you don't get a whole lot of, like, good Sky Pirate games, you know? I guess Final Fantasy 12 had Sky Pirates in it. Yeah, I mean, there's always airships, at least. So, yeah, that's Yeah, something. but you don't, like... You don't get to be a, a Sky Pirate. Right. No, Final Fantasy 12 was cool, man. My man Balthier, he's alright. Um... Yeah, maybe it's just because, like, it's easier to program a game with ground. Like, you know, are you constantly flying in this game? Is that what's going on? Well, there are, like, uh, uh, islands and stuff. It's kind of like Skyward Sword. Um, you know, you fly to different islands and stuff, or you're on other airships, or your airships battle other airships, you know. Word. I like it. And, yeah, I'd love to see more of it. I mean, you know, this game looks cool as shit. Uh... It seems to me reminiscent, and probably not in the same, you know, really in the same vein, but like uh, Rogue Galaxy for uh, uh, fucking PS2, and then, you know, I played it a little bit uh, recently on PS4, and it's like, yeah, kind of like steampunk space pirate stuff, like, you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, There needs to be more of that shit, so. Plus, as as I recall, and Jesse backed me up because it's been a long time since I played this, if I remember, you can actually get into battles in your airship. Like, you have your turn-based battles, like, on the ground, but you get into airship battles. Yeah, there were, there were uh, regular battles, like, with you on, like, the deck of your airship, where you fight, like, some kind of weird, like, uh, wind spirit or something. But then there are battles where it's your airship versus another airship, and, like, the battle system is a little more, you know, drawn out. Like, you have to... I'm trying to remember, it's been a while, but I believe you move around like on like a board to like aim your shots and stuff 
And um, well, I just I bring it up because I remember like you know oh well Final Fantasy's got airships and all that. It's like yeah, but you never pilot them. You don't fight with them. Yeah, like, the, that was a big thing in this game, and I remember that being combat. like this is was, so cool. It was really great too. That part was that was the best part of that game. Like was the that I wish there were more ship to ship battles. And I know the more you play it, the more you get into. But yeah, those that part is so good. Yep, it sounds fucking awesome. They, you know, they should. Uh, there should be more of that. I mean, it's a fun setting, and you know, fun anime art style. I mean, and yeah, it made its way into Sonic and All Stars Racing Transform. That had to be one of those unexpected features. Like, oh yeah, who's that guy? Vice from Skies of Arcadia? You say, <laughs> and there's a Skies of Arcadia stage. You say. Well, well, well. <laughs> like, they That's actually, <laughs> like, one of my favorite stories. Okay, so, um, pardon me while I get my Sonic at All-Stars Racing Transformed soapbox out also, of the closet. David, if you hear a knock at your door, don't forget to answer it. I'm waiting for it. Cool. So, like, Skies of what? Arcadia no. kind of became this cult legend and everything, and, like, Yellow. it was this fan favorite, but nobody played it, and it never went on and yeah, everything. Uh, so actually, when they I'm decided sorry. to add the... I'm having a John, we can hear you on the phone. <laughs> you gotta get further away from the mic, man. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so when they decided to, like, add this level into the game and everything and built it in HD and created new assets and everything, they showed the level off to, like, the original producer of Skies of Arcadia, and apparently it was so beautiful to them to see the world they created in HD that they actually cried looking at this track in this racing game, which I think is a really sweet, cool story. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Johnny, uh, you know, this is a, it's a great game, and I'm interrupting the show with David's birthday stuff, so I think that we should move on to the next game so that David can answer the door and get birthday stuff. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
Alright, so this is our fan request for the evening. This one comes to us from frequent requester and Patreon superfan tier producer Dell at Delition underscore Hikari on Twitter. And thank you again, Dell, for all your requests. So, a special item can be unlocked in Legend of Mana by having save data from this game on your memory card. That's uh, that's some tasty sax jams right there. David, how are those cookies, man? See, you keep saying cookies, but they're clearly cupcakes, and they're delicious. <laughs> Website said cookies, deep dish cookies, whatever that means. I believe that means cupcakes. It looks like a cupcake to me, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so happy birthday, David, and how are you guys feeling on this one, Jesse? What do you got, man? Oh god, John's drawn <laughs> sexy saxophone blown penises. <laughs> Good lord. And Jesse unfortunately says Final Fantasy VIII, which is incorrect. This is Chocobo Racing. Huh. Yeah. I never played this the one. Other... Oh come on, John. I know you're a big Chocobo racer. <laughs> right? Yeah. I had the PS whole underground gambling ring based around chocobo races, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, that that, that's what I thought this was. Because I know you can get a... You, I know you can get a chocobo as your first pet in Legend of Mana if you have Final Fantasy VIII. Um, oh, crap, really? <laughs> uh, hmm. Um, well, yeah, I hope, uh, hope that trivia wasn't super misleading. Damn it. <laughs> I, you know... I thought the I thought the sexy chocobo theme was going to push everybody in the right direction. I figured even if John didn't you know didn't know the game, he might know the chocobo theme. Well, they but. always have like uh, weird versions of chocobo songs in the Final Fantasy game. They'll oh be yeah, like I know. A, you know Jazz Day Chocobo or something. You know, right? Yeah, a little Samba Day Chocobo, all that <laughs> stuff. But uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Jesse, did you ever play? Uh, I'm sorry, before you get to the question, I just want to interrupt to say, I would play the absolute fuck out of Samba Day Chocobo. <laughs> oh, man, if, you know, if they just redid Samba Day Amigo, but featuring Chocobos, uh, yeah, quite frankly, that's everything that I want in the game. Um, that sounds delightful. Like, uh, mm, just birds shaking their feathers. Mm, <laughs> sweet. Uh, so, anybody here actually played Chocobo Racing before? <laughs> and unfortunately, no. It's one of those games I saw in magazines, and I was like, oh, I want to play that, but I would never see it in stores. 
Yeah, uh, who would have thought? Uh, it's just, I don't know, it doesn't seem like the kind of game that would have uh, done well in America. Like, it's cute and fun, but like, really? Chocobo racing? You know, when I was, uh, you know, looking into this, I thought that, or I mean, before looking into this, I thought, oh, Chocobo racing. Like, I figured it'd be like Bomberman Fantasy Race, where it's a bunch of Bombermen riding the backs of things. I figured Chocobo racing would be a bunch of Final Fantasy characters riding on Chocobos. I was wrong. Um, this, uh, this game is unusual. It's, uh, you know, the Chocobo, there's only, uh, I think there's like two Chocobos in the game. You're the regular Chocobo who has rocket-powered roller skates, uh, and then there's Fatty Chocobo at some point. So there's Big Fat Chocobo, I don't know if he's just like a stage hazard or something. Uh, and then the other characters that you get to play as, it's, uh, it's like non-player characters and like, uh, or maybe it's player characters, I don't know Final Fantasy as well, but like, uh, Chocobo, Mug, Gollum, Goblin, Black Mage, White Mage, Chubby Chocobo, and the Behemoth are the characters. Cool. So it's like, the Behemoth? <laughs> like, That's pretty awesome. Uh, what does he drive? Yeah, that- that's uh, really interesting, and but uh, they're all driving cars and shit, uh, and you know, Chocobo's roller skating with rockets, and uh, you know, and I guess you can eventually unlock like, uh, um, like after story mode, you can unlock like Squall, I think, and Cloud, and like Cactuar. Uh, you know, it's very, very odd mixed characters, but the game looks fun. It looks you know, kind of Mario Kartish. I mean. You know, the, the videos I've all seen, it's everybody playing as a Chocobo, so I didn't get to see much of the variety in characters, but it's, you know, you're playing as a roller skating Chocobo doing Mario Kart stuff, like, you know, sure, say, why not? Isn't this, isn't this the first game that featured Squall, and, like, everybody went out to buy this game to get a preview of Squall, not realizing that it had nothing to do with Final Fantasy? Oh, is that or true? Am thinking, <laughs> or am I thinking of something else? I remember there was something where, like, a spin-off Final Fantasy game featured the first appearance of like a mainline Final Fantasy character, so everybody went out to buy it and then didn't realize that it had nothing to do with the game. Huh. You know, actually, yeah, the, the uh, release, at least in America, Chocobo Racing predates uh, Final Fantasy VIII by like a month. Uh, Chocobo Racing came out August 10th, 1999, and Final Fantasy VIII came out that sexy, sexy date of 9999. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, uh, that was the like bold move coming out against the right Dreamcast. Right, you are, David. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's a whole new Dreamcast. Yeah, we got Final Fantasy VIII. Let's see which one you want. You know, we already have like 50 million consoles out there in the world, so uh, we don't care about your fucking Dreamcast. <laughs> and you know, we're gonna counter-program the MTV VMAs where the guy crawls on top of the thing when Limp Biscuit wins uh, Best Rock Video, and we're gonna like. <laughs> All God, those nine, is that nine, back in 99? 99, baby. All kinds uh, of things happen. <laughs> I'm old. Uh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, the game looks fun. The stuff I was seeing of it, like, I couldn't tell if it, the guy playing it sucked or if it doesn't control well because he kept on, like, swerving off the course. And, like, some of the courses are a little too curvy to, like, you know, I couldn't tell if there's any kind of, like, Mario Kart, like, drift system or anything like that. But, like... Whoever was, whatever stream I was watching, this guy was struggling with it. <laughs> but it still looks fun. Like, I don't know why, how you justify a bizarre kart racing type game in the Final Fantasy world, and with tracks that just look like they belong in Mario Kart. I mean, at one point they're racing on like a giant cake. That's so fucking Mario Kart, it hurts. Like, <laughs> I mean, also to be fair, they made a fucking Bomberman kart racing game, and Bomberman doesn't have indistinguishable characters. So, I mean, like, at least Final Fantasy's got one up on them there. 
Well, at least Bomberman didn't use vehicles. They just used giant weird rabbit things for you to ride. So it wasn't really a kart racing game so much as it was a, a giant weird rabbit racing game. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was 1999. Everything needed a kart racer, uh, you know, to compete with that gold standard of kart racers. Diddy Kong Racing. Um, Still waiting for that uh, NBA <laughs> kart racer. Hot take. <laughs> I would love an NBA Jam themed kart racing game. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. God. But, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks fun. An, an, an uh, NBA Jam kart racing game can only work if you can unlock the current president of the United Well, if you can unlock Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. Yes, exactly. In little go karts and also chocobos. Um, you know, For yeah. some reason, an NBA kart spectacular. See, one of these days for these requests, we're just going to have to replace Johnny on the episode with Dell and have Dell actually talk about this because I think Dell was like streaming Chocobo Racing like within a week, and like I think he'd be able to speak to it because he's actually played it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to uh, we'll have to look into that as a future idea. Like maybe we can give him you know that pr- that privilege as a as a frequent you know as the most frequent Patreon requester. Does you know? Does asking someone to be on your podcast cost more on Patreon or get you a discount on Patreon? I I don't know how these things work, but <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Dell, you're great and your requests are cool. And uh, you know, I thought that uh, I thought this was going to be a fun one for us to uh, discuss, but I didn't realize that none of us had played it. So, um, w- you know, question though: Would this be more fun? If it were actually a game where you're riding Final Fantasy characters on the backs of Chocobos at Mario Kart speed, doing Mario Kart crazy stuff, rather than a game where, for some reason, all the side characters from Final Fantasy are now driving cars. How do you power slide a Chocobo? That's a good question! (laughs) I feel like you could accomplish both. Like, you could have, you know, some characters riding on Chocobos... You could also have some chocobos driving in cars or something. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's not out of the question to have both and it be an amazing game. You know See, what I, I think? See, I feel like every character should have a cart, but that cart should be styled around something. So you have a chocobo in like a cart shaped like an egg, or you have like Sid in a cart shaped like an airship, like that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I want. Or you- Go I for want, it, John. I want every character in the cart shaped like themselves. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, I was going to say, I just want, like, for the story mode, I want it to kind of be like the Pixar movie Cars, but the whole world of Final Fantasy is now all chocobos. And, you know, there's no, there's no like, backstory as to how it came to be this way, but, like, they're, <laughs> they're racing in familiar locations, they're all chocoboing about and being cute. And uh, they all have, you know, the uh, the Disney Pixar like uh, side eyes, and they're voiced by Owen Wilson. So, like, whenever you hit a boost, they just go, "Wow!" Wow! <laughs> I think I think it's a See, really the, good idea. <laughs> the more that I think about this, the more that I'm sold on the idea of every character having their own specific cart. Because I'm imagining like Cloud in a cart based off like an F1 racer, shaped like the Buster Sword. Yes, that's a pretty good idea. It, you know. I think when you unlock Cloud, he gets to ride his motorcycle from Final Fantasy VII, which is also a very good idea. But the uh, crazy sword-shaped go-kart is actually a pretty solid idea, too, David. Nice job. Uh, 
you know, it's, uh, it, you know, man, like, Barrett could be in it and it's just a cart shaped like his gun arm for some reason. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, okay, so we need to plan that. Let's get with, uh, let's get with Square. Patreon and, goal. Uh, yes, get, a, get, like, a Final Fantasy 15 cart racer going and just add a lot of stuff into the game. Like, that game... It was it was immense. I I never found the kart racing game. It, it's got a car, but no no real racing in that game. So we'll have to we'll have to work with them on that. It'll be good. I got it. I got it. Secret unlockable character Sora in a cart shaped like a keyblade. Whoa. Damn. No, did it. actually Sora in a car that's Lightning McQueen. Oh, see there's your crossover. Wow. And Lightning McQueen wow. is a chocobo. Wow. <laughs> um, so, anyway, good request, good tunes, a lot of fun, and, uh, man, I think, uh, I think we gotta keep it going, man. Let's, uh, yeah. let's see how we, uh, how we close this out. Before we do, I really want to nominate WOW for the episode title. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was gonna say the episode title should be Lightning McQueen, but a Chocobo. Yeah, or Choco Wow. <laughs> Game 5.
So, an alternate version of this game was released exclusively in Australia. The only difference is that every vehicle in this game was replaced with Holden Special Vehicles brand cars. Gentlemen, let's see those answers. Uh, John Regan says Austin Powers the game, sadly incorrect, and Jesse Moore says GTA, sadly incorrect. This is Beetle Adventure Racing for the N64. A oh, classic. of course. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are you saying that sarcastically, John? Uh, no. <laughs> that's good, because this is a stone-cold classic. What's the matter with you? <laughs> well, see, the funny thing is, so I was in charge of three games for this show, and I figured I would be nice, so I picked a game that would be easy for both of you, which I thought would be Knuckles Chaotix, and then I picked a game for Jesse, which was Skies of Arcadia, because I figured Dreamcast RPG. Then I picked a game specifically for John, and that would be this one, because I have distinct memories of playing this game with you at your house yeah. when we were in middle school. No, I do shit. remember writing it and playing it a bunch. Because it's fun as shit. Because it was the 30th anniversary of the Volkswagen Beetle, and this came out, and it was like a whole thing. I think it was the 30th anniversary of the Beatle. Maybe it was the 30th anniversary of the Big Mac. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, was this the I one mean, they that definitely... came with the, the special like, Paul McCartney controller and stuff? The uh, Paul McCartney guitar and the, um, the John Lennon guitar? Is that the Beatle game you're talking about? Um... No, see, this is the game that came packaged with the Yoko Ono controller where you plugged it in and your N64 would just stop working. Hmm. Wow, there's a hot take. Damn. <laughs> hot take. Take that, Yoko. Uh, 
Um, yeah, no. I, uh, Somewhere I Yoko Ono, frequent listener of Game That Tune, is <laughs> crying title. in a corner. Take yeah. that, Yoko. Take that, Yoko. <laughs> no, uh, Jesse, uh, I'm trying to think of a worthwhile joke to build on top of that. There isn't one. Um, you know, unless. Nope. So it's it's not uh, the Beatles Adventure Racing, which would be a pretty dope game if uh, if the Beatles had gotten into licensed games before Beatles Rock Band. The Beatles Adventure Racing would have been pretty good. That would be uh, so cool. Like, <laughs> forget all that Final Fantasy garbage we were talking about. We need a Beatles Kart Racer. Yeah, man. You, you Fuck know, yeah, we do. I mean, except all, the only like, problem is like that every single cart stuff? is a yellow submarine. There's a yellow oh submarine. God, yes. Uh, there's a, a plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat. Uh, there's I'm trying I'm trying to think of how God, many characters. Could you imagine there if be. there was a Beatles adventure racing game and one of the unlockable characters was the blue meanie? <laughs> oh man, see, yeah, that's the thing. So when they say adventure racing, do they mean fucking like acid trip, or is it like around the well, world? Like, <laughs> well, okay, like in Mario Kart, you know, you have different versions of Mario. You got like Baby Mario, Metal Mario, and then Mario. So you have like you know. You know, 50s, you know, bowl cut John Lennon. Then you get, like, you know, uh, psychedelic John Lennon. And then you get, like, you know, uh, Monday Night Football John Lennon, you know? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, I don't want to know the final version of John Lennon you unlock. I know how that story ends. <laughs> He's not in this game. <laughs> you can um, play yeah, as, like, a Blue just Meanie. A uh, there's, like, two versions of the Blue Meanie, so that's... that's uh, Two different characters right there. You could be the Nowhere Man. One of the, uh, the final, the final unlockable character is Pete Best. One of the unlockable carts yeah. is uh, is Dick Cavett's couch, and it's John Lennon riding on that. Uh, <laughs> there's you, a deep cut reference for all the adults in the room. <laughs> when you, there's a when, fucking there's a fucking track based around the stage for the Ed Sullivan Show. When yes. you when you lock the mirror mode, all the music plays backwards, and you get demonic messages. Oh, oh man, awesome. yes. It's, now we're no, talking. see, it's not even it's not even called mirror mode. It's called Paul is dead mode. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, miss him, and miss yeah, him. And it it would need boss races against uh, you know the monkeys and maybe <laughs> the yeah, maybe Stones. the Rolling Stones, <laughs> the Beach Boys. The yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, the Beach Boys would be a great racing, uh, racing like uh, rival for the fucking Beatles. Like, yeah, I think I feel like Brian Wilson would be the final boss of this game. <laughs> Giddy up, four oh nine. Well, the thing about the Beach Boys is there could be a cameo with Charles Manson. Oh yeah, see, he's the guy that you know he like tricks you into having to race the Beach Boys. <laughs> He writes you guys yeah, some songs. Guys the Rolling Stones have like the Hell's Angels on their side, so. Oh no, God! Just what imagine are the, the race against the monkeys. The like the character they use for the monkeys. It's just a ballot swap of the Beatles, except one of them is wearing a knit cap. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's just the Beatles. Yeah, a they're Americans. <laughs> Uh, I, I like the idea of you having to having to do like a battle race against the Rolling Stones at the Altamont Music Festival. <laughs> like, <laughs> ends in a horrifying tragedy involving the fucking Hells Angels. Uh, these are these are great ideas. <laughs> and then the final the final level, or maybe the maybe the training zone is just a white level. It's just all white Ooh. and. <laughs> Where do I even go? And then, like the Beatles, just like talk to you about existentialism or something. <laughs> oh God! Oh, uh, I can't. I, I can't wait until you play enough. 
play enough races until you unlock the Jeep that Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Jeep. Oh man, and yeah, there would have to be like just like a drag strip level that takes place on Abbey Road and ends with him like hitting that crosswalk really fast. <laughs> like, I was gonna say one of the hazards for Abbey Road is you have to avoid the people crossing. You have to, yeah. you have to not hit the Beatles when they're <laughs> taking their. Well, you can hit Paul because he doesn't have his shoes on because he's that's dead. Right. So that's he's fine. Dead. <laughs> oh God! Yes, all great ideas. Uh. <laughs> okay, that's one of the unlockable characters is the walrus. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! I would always uh, play as the walrus. Man. Yep. And eventually you get to unlock like I don't know wings, and uh, <laughs> eventually eventually you get to unlock a Volkswagen Beetle and play Beetle Adventure Racing on the Nintendo 64. One of the yes. cars is the Magical Mystery Tour bus. <gasps> yeah. Yes. And the Partridge Family bus for some reason. Let's just keep going with this. <laughs> so the Brady Bunch in would, there. Yeah, I was gonna say that'd be a real mindfuck if you open the doors and then Brady Bunch come out. Oh, Jesus. Um, so anyway. Uh, well, we've stayed on topic. Then you yeah. get to like the boat racing around Gilligan's Island. Can we make any more references that aren't older than, you know, the 80s? These are the, like the most timely references we've ever made. I'm impressed with how well, many for, of them we have. Well, I mean, if we're going to go like the television route from the pre-80s, then obviously you have to unlock the Fonz on a motorcycle. All right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. jump the oh, yeah. I was going to say, and then you bring in the course where you have to jump over the shark. Yes, like this conversation did a few minutes ago. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Beetle Adventure Racing, the actual game, it's a car oh. racing game where you drive VW Beetles. Or in Australia, that other car, uh, whatever it is, HSV <laughs> Commodore. Hold in special vehicles. Yeah, that's so funny. I thought the whole thing of this game was it's Beatles. And then it's like, ah, eh, we'll put it in a different country. It's, uh, I don't know, fucking Dollaritos. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Do they not have Volkswagen Beetles in Australia? I don't know. I guess not. I, I mean, I never thought about it before. Yeah. They've... The Australians are very against the Germans. Yeah they've, yeah, they've got their own bugs to worry about down there. They can't be uh, importing giant bugs. They've got enough. Um... But yeah, John, this game's a stone-cold classic. Were you not aware of that? This game is one of the highest-rated N64 games on Metacritic. It's got a 90% approval rating. Like, really? Pretty good. Really? Yeah, this game's good. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was good. I just didn't realize that, like, everybody else knew this game was good. Yeah, see, it took people a while to catch on. This is actually... It's made by EA, and it's just Need for Speed, but with Beatles. So, um... <laughs> It's fun. It's fun I, as shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do remember there were there were two unlockable cars. There was the alien, which was basically a beetle, but it was rainbow colored. And if you like honk the horn, it would just make like a weird laser noise. And I remember there was a police car that was a beetle. And if you honked the horn, it would flare the siren and all the CPU opponents would pull to the side. So you could just cheat your way to the front. Nice. nice. Yep. It was a fun game. It had, like, big, long courses, and, like, they had shortcuts and stuff to discover. And, uh, you know, fun drum and bass music. I don't know. It was the 90s, so, you know, it was uh, it was what it was. But, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it, it was it was bizarrely good for a weird VW-licensed game. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like you said, John, we uh, rented it a few times and played it, and I have distinct memories of enjoying it. And it's like... 
well, why didn't this go on? And then it's like you research it. Oh, well, it's Need for Speed. It did go on. They release one of those like every goddamn year now. So, uh, yeah, they should really get back to that. <laughs> I have a need for Beatles in my racing games. <laughs> like, I think. Yeah, I remember. I remember playing the hell out of this game. Like when we were younger and everything. It's like, oh, that'd be a fun game. I wonder what the soundtrack's like. And then listening to it, it's like, wait a minute, this soundtrack is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's just like like I said, good drum and bass music from the nineties. I'm like. Yep, I'm into that. You know, if David wants to pick that for the show, <laughs> good. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, it's uh, it's a fun game. Uh, it went on to uh, morph into a fun series, and it's different in Australia. So I mean, what else is there to say about it? Uh, the question is now: Are we uh, are we headed to the calculating computer, or are we giving Jesse a shot at getting into this with a uh, with a lightning round? Well, well, well. Let's just see how this resolves itself. So earlier, we were talking about the best-selling Game Boy games of all time. Everybody remember that? I sure yes. do. Um, so, since you guys, uh, since we all just talked about the best-selling uh, games of all time, uh, for the Game Boy, I had to move on. And since it's uh, Johnny versus Jesse, they're such Sega dudes, I had to do a little research. And I think we need to do a lightning round about the best-selling Sega Genesis games of all time. So, uh, you know, we love talking sales stats so much. I've got three different lists of the best-selling Sega games of all time. That's right. Sales data on Sega Genesis games is a pain in the ass to look up and wildly inconsistent between sources. But there are several games that appear on at least two of these lists of the three lists that I've found of the 10 to 15 best-selling Sega Genesis games of all time. So uh, we're just going to go back and forth and see who can guess the most. And uh, whoever guesses the most gets the most points uh, gets to take this bitch home. So, Jesse, we're starting with you. Give me one of the 10 to 15 best-selling Sega Genesis games of all time. Altered Beast. That is incorrect. Johnny. That was a fucking pack-in game. Fuck yeah. you. It, you know, that... <laughs> That sadly, I'll, I'll, I'll clarify, that is listed on the Wikipedia article, but on no other websites that I can find. So I, I don't consider it a verified thing, because it, was, it wasn't on these other two lists. It was only on that one list. So, Well, uh, the Wii Sports doesn't count. Exactly. It does not. Except in Japan, where it wasn't packed in. Johnny, name, <laughs> me, uh, name me one of the ten or so best-selling second games of all time. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, that's correct. Jesse, what do you got for us? Sonic 3. Sonic 3 is correct. Johnny. Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic and Knuckles also correct. Jesse. Aladdin. Disney's Aladdin, sadly, only on one list. Really? Yeah, so I could not verify that it was indeed one of the best-selling Sega games of all time. It probably is, but uh, it wasn't on the, it wasn't in this arbitrary ass uh, list that I've set up for this lightning round. So, Johnny, Golden Axe, Golden Axe, no, incorrect. 
Ah. Jesse. FIFA. FIFA. Sadly, incorrect. Johnny. Uh, NHL 94. <laughs> uh, no. Sorry. Damn it. Jesse. Mortal Kombat. Oh, shit. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> John. Um. I, God, I don't want to. Uh, columns. Columns? Okay, I think you know, you're wildly overthinking this. That's incorrect. Jesse? Uh, um, Mortal Kombat 2. Hey, he's figuring out the, the code here. Shit. That's correct. Johnny? Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3? Uh, it's actually just Mortal Kombat 3, but I'll, I'll tack you on a point for that one. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Jesse? Street Fighter 2? Street Fighter 2 is correct. Johnny. NBA Jam. NBA Jam is correct. Yeah, it is. Jesse. Streets of Rage 2. Ooh. Incorrect. Johnny. See. I think the issue is we keep naming the best games, but not necessarily <laughs> best sellers. Sonic Spinball. Sonic Spinball. <laughs> Sorry, John, that is not correct. Oh. It's it's only on one of these lists. <laughs> oh, I thought my thinking would get me there. Nice shot, though. Yeah, yeah, you took your shot. That was that was close. Uh, Jesse. X Men. X Men. Also only on one list, so sadly incorrect. John. <sighs> Jurassic Jurassic Park. <laughs> also, sadly, incorrect. <sighs> Jesse. Comic Zone. <laughs> I wish that was on there. It is not correct. John. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Okay, it's a, we're about to end this. <laughs> uh, no, that's sadly incorrect. Uh, let me just uh, review here. I think uh, I don't know. Let's do two more rounds. Jesse, last chance. Two two last chances. Madden. Oh man, good guess. Incorrect. Johnny. I bet it was like a Tetris fuck, fucking Tetris game. Is there a Tetris game for Sega Genesis? Uh, there should be. I mean, I'm pretty sure there is. Maybe. It's not on this list, though. Damn it. Alright, Jesse. What do you got? Fantasy Star 4. Incorrect. Johnny. Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> <laughs> That's good thinking. It's wrong, though. Yeah, um, no, it's not. I know that game didn't sell. <laughs> <laughs> I have guesses. Go for it, David. Um, did anybody say the original Sonic the Hedgehog? They did not. That's one. Okay, go for I it. I guess Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. And I'm gonna guess Vector Man nope. and Strider. Nope. Okay. Was uh, there Shinobi? 
No, no Shinobi. The the two that are remaining, uh, it's Streets of Rage 1 and, get this, The Lion King. The, the Lion King also sold Aladdin? Uh, you know, according to some of these lists, again, wow. sales data on Sega Genesis games on the internet is wildly hard to come by. So, uh, you know, based on this arbitrary-ass lightning round, uh, you know, you both got four points. So, Johnny, let's uh, send it over to the calculating computer, man. Calculating computer activated. I'm just trying to say that Yoshi's Cookie is pretty good and you match cookies. Can I say that? Can I? No? <laughs> like, fuck, man. <laughs> Scoring complete. <sighs> this game's winner is... John Regan. I cannot believe this is the results. <laughs> But yes, I'm John, shocked. I, I John versus say. John next. I'm week. not. You know, they t- they they once said they, that someone told me once, you don't don't sleep on John Regan. No, or was it don't sleep with John Regan? I'm not sure what you want it was. <laughs> Probably a little both. It was don't let John fall asleep on top of you. Um, <laughs> oh no, no, maybe something else. Um, yeah, no, I I've made the mistake in the past of sleeping on John Regan. That's why this is uh, you know. That's uh, that's why I didn't make the first August Absurdity Finals. So, uh, yeah, man, John, great game, man, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> He's moving on to the finals, folks. The underdog, you know, uh, man. I, I didn't see this coming, but it's going to be fantastic. So it's going to be an all John August Absurdity Final. Quite frankly, the most absurd matchup possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, Johnny versus me next week, August Absurdity Finals. Then goddamn, it's gonna be a hoot. I'm sure that Jesse and David are gonna put us through the ringer. <laughs> and we uh, got our work cut out for us, Jesse. Yes, the the ringer of fun. So it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be great. So you know, great episode, great games, tons of fun tonight. Thank you to everybody who uh, was you know live watching along with us. We're live every Wednesday. Twitch.tv slash game that tune, YouTube.com slash game that tune, and Facebook.com slash game that tune. Thank you for watching live and chatting along with us. We always have a blast. Uh, thank you to everybody listening in podcast form. You can get our podcasts uh, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And they're available Wednesday mornings, and they're great. So check us out there and leave us a rating and, uh, you know, just, I don't know, download it. Even if you don't listen to it, I just want to know that people know about us. Um, and you should check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for our fun exclusives. We've got, uh, you know, monthly stuff coming. We're catching up on uh, last month where I had to wipe my computer out. So this month's going to be a double fun month. Uh, whenever we get around to posting all that fun stuff, go to Patreon, throw us like five bucks, throw us any bucks, and we'll be happy to, uh, you know, happy to have it because your contributions really help us uh, make the show better. Special thanks to our Patreon superfan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, and Andrew Oliver. You guys are fantastic, and we appreciate everything you've done for the show. Um, and you can hit us with requests. Thank you to Dell once again for the requests. Uh, he finds us on Twitter, but you can also email us your request, gamethattune at gmail.com. For next week, send your requests to Jesse and David. Uh, on Twitter, uh, Jess, Jesse, you can find him on Twitter at. Well, I mean, technically, Johnny owns my Twitter now. Oh so. no, he lost the <laughs> Twitter, Twitter handle. 
Okay, so you can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at JP Regan JR. <laughs> um, this is going to get weird. <laughs> so maybe you should send the request to David on Twitter at <laughs> DFD Fleming. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can uh, follow your August Absurdity finalists on Twitter. I am at JGangsta187. And uh, John Regan, tonight's winner and August Absurdity finalist, he's on Twitter at. Real Sega Legend. Oh God, he's <laughs> oh. changing the whole thing. He's just, you, know, oh. you guys really should have competing legendary Sega accounts. Why haven't we done that before now? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's yeah, such a good idea. Damn it, we're bad at marketing. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, Johnny, you want to say a few words before we send you out with uh, some fantastic bonus tunes? Yeah, man, I had a great time. Jesse, I feel like uh, we both did a great job tonight. Uh, that lightning round was tough. We both made it out pretty all right, though. Uh, tough but fair. I, I just, yeah, tough affair. I want to say it's been nothing but an, it's always nothing but an honor and a pleasure to play against you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, just, I love doing this show. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. Uh, Jesse made the mistake of coming soft against John Regan. And uh, <laughs> I guess all you can say to that is uh, live and learn. We'll see you next week, folks.
wondering if we were going to go all the way with that. Um, <clears throat> Pokemon Pinball is copyright 1999, Nintendo of America Incorporated, Game Freak Incorporated, Creatures Incorporated, Jupiter Company Limited, and HAL Laboratory Incorporated. Knuckles Chaotix is copyright 1995, Sega Games Company Limited. Skies of Arcadia is copyright 2000, Sega Games Company Limited. Chocobo Racing is copyright 1999, Square Company Limited. Beetle Adventure Racing is copyright 1999, Electronic Arts Incorporated. Shut up. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Damn it.